What's going on, everybody? My name is Brace Harris. And I'm Victoria Fenton. And this is the Unveil Podcast. Yes, indeed. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back, one and all. So, quick check-in, Brace. How are you today? Feeling good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Life is trucking along. Nothing... Like a box of chocolates went through my head. I was just like, sorry, I apologize. Yeah, so anyway... (laughs) Uh, life is good. Life is yeah. good. Everything's going great. Um, it's not perfect, but there is greatness in that imperfection. Hmm. Mm, very. It's very enigmatic and mysterious. I love when you give me words. <laughs> All right. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. It's well, been, shaken. It's been an interesting few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as always with me, stuff comes up, stuff comes up. As an invitation for me to look, dig deeper, release more, surrender more. Um, mm-hmm. So the more that I do that, the more that life provides for me. So it's going to be a busy week of new connections yep. and uh, just talking to a lot of people and getting out there. So yep. that's let up. that be a lesson to everyone. Mm. When stuff comes up, those are opportunities. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So all good. So mm. from all good to what are we talking about today, Brace? Anger. Anger, yeah. And I really love that we're doing this early on in our podcast series um, for several reasons. One, because I think that it's such a um, such a big thing that people don't want to admit, don't want to go into, don't want to feel angry, don't want to get to anger. Um, but I also love that we bring a lot of our personality and who we really are to this podcast. And mm-hmm. we get to talk about anger from a very personal perspective as well. Yes. Um, anger has a bad rap that I don't appreciate because... <laughs> Why don't you appreciate it, Bryce? Well, I don't appreciate it because all of you is welcome here, mm-hmm. first off. Right. Um, anger, I have discovered... Well, for let me back up. Mm. For my whole life, mm. I was the angry kid. Mm-mm. That was my label. I was just angry all the time you're so angry why do you get so angry you're angry 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 was had to go to a child psychologist had trouble in uh grade school uh even into adulthood just anger is a big part of my life my whole life Mm. and the label of anger it sounds like as well yes and so it was something that i was always ashamed of Mm. never quite was able to label that part either or make that connection that there was a lot of shame that was uh, attached to anger because Mm. for my whole life I'd been told that anger is bad Mm. and if I was anger then that meant that I was bad which is when you tell me stories like this it makes me feel it was hard yeah Uh, it was hard hard lessons but anger is not bad what you do with anger Mm. can be bad Mm -hmm. um but anger itself is just an emotion. It's just another signal mm. that, especially for me, because mm. I am in human design a manifester, it's mm-hmm. my not self theme. So when I am feeling anger, that is really just a signal for me that something is off, mm. things are not aligned, and it it's my opportunity to feel that emotion, pause, see if that emotion has any messages Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. then i can go into that a little bit more Mm -hmm. but just to pause Mm. and see what's 
not aligned mm. in my life. Mm. And I get to take a step back mm-hmm. so the anger doesn't own the situation, mm. doesn't overpower the situation, and that's all that there is. It's just one big signal going, ah, ah, ah. Mm. Um, and would it be fair to say in your past that, um, uh, you, like, uh, it's difficult to phrase this, but you've done the wrong thing with anger? Like you, Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one ever taught me how to efficiently right, that was use, where I was going. use mm. anger. Um, well, and it's it was not. just something that you, you can't do it. It was right. unacceptable. Dad can do it. Dad <laughs> can do it. Nobody else can do it. Mom can do it, but not to dad. Oh, um, wow. okay. You know, so there's there are these dynamics. Like right. dad can yell at everybody. Mom can yell at the kids and the dog, but not at dad. Right. And then the kids can yell at the dog but nobody else right. and they can yell at each other but nobody else right. and then the, you have the hierarchy of uh, siblings, siblings and friendships and those different dynamics as well so anger is quote unquote accepted in certain arenas and then not in others so you have this at least in my household dad could get angry but i couldn't mm. you know my so anger hard. was not validated his what? anger was was either i wouldn't even say validated just allowed. Just allowed. And that must be so hard because, like, as a, as, a, as a boy growing up, the, the masculine energy in the household is the role model. So you're kind of copying dad and then being told oh, off yeah. for copying dad. And that's got to be like a mind oh, fuck, yeah. for want a better word. Definitely was a mind fuck. Definitely was a mind fuck. Wow. Um, but my anger, I found out, was multi generational. Mm. I don't necessarily know how that passed down maybe just in uh mimicked behavior Mm -hmm. and i knew what worked i guess Mm. it's like my anger gets me this my anger makes me feel Mm. powerful and well anger is also a good way to push the world away yes that was definitely definitely one of the strategies Mm. that i used with anger. I was like, mm. I use anger to push people push away. away. Mm. Um, and it's so interesting yeah. because this is super general and please people don't get woke or like prejudice at me, but anger is very masculine in nature. It tends to be, mm-hmm. yeah, it tends definitely. to be much easier for men to get to anger than it is for women to get to anger. And I deal with a lot of female clients who you talk about anger and it's like, it's an emotion they've never experienced. And it's a battle to get them to recognize that they are experiencing the anger, but they're quickly jumping out of anger because it feels such an unsafe frequency. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, is mm. that something that you felt you were taught? Like women are not allowed, it's not becoming of women to be angry or, or, or yeah. what was, what do you think that the difference, the difference is, in, at least in your experience through coaching? Well, through coaching, and personally, they're probably slightly different actually. I think I was, um, a temper tantrum child um, mm. and like speaking in human design I'm actually open emotionally so that's common for somebody who's not got a defined emotional wave for themselves but so I would have outbursts of emotion and that is very non-specific because it would be sort of histrionics rather than anger per se um, so that was kind of my 
way, but was, you know, taken to a counsellor when I was eight because I was, like, emotionally dysregulated. Yeah. Right. Me too. And I went to a child psychologist. Yeah. And I, like, had... I'd had a meltdown because there was no Ribena in the fridge or something stupid. And mm. it was like, oh, final straw. And my parents had divorced a couple of years earlier, so there was a lot of, kind of, that was the trauma that I wasn't dealing with. But whose trauma was that, etc. But... I didn't default to anger, and I don't know whether it was because society society didn't tell me about anger or because my mum didn't do anger. Mm. She certainly did kind of quiet rage, <laughs> but not, like, wow. feeling the okay. anger. Um, and it, it's really... And then through coaching, there's a lot of... Um, I think anger when you are a quote-unquote repressed majority if you like so the female is very much kind of feels lesser than the man it's a you know you can argue until the cows come home about equality and all that kind of stuff but there is historically and ancestrally this kind of we feel like we are not the powerful gender yeah um so having anger is often seen as a it's often felt as a not safe place to go because we will scare people away the very thing that you were doing it for you wouldn't necessarily want to do as a woman and it's very um easy for us to access other emotions why do you think you wouldn't want to do that as a woman women need support like the energetic of a woman is support me please protect me please have the infrastructure of protection around me as a the the archetype of the feminine can give birth to life it is very giving but in order to give it needs to be given to so women have a great big need vibration we need things from the man masculine's completely the opposite so the more that we push people away particularly men so why most women are people pleasers or no why most people pleasers are women um there is this kind of we need to keep people on side because we need our tribe we need the community we have this sense and it's so primitive that it's much deeper than conscious but we feel like we can't offend people because we have to be perfect and keep everything together so we'll much easily much more easily go to crying and emotion and sadness because it's an easy route for us and it's societally way more accepted because you know oh it's just a woman crying whereas men don't often go to sadness and upset they'll often go up to anger instead mm-hmm Mm. I think I think it's a partly a gender thing, partly a what's societally accepted thing, and also what's modelled to you thing. So I grew up in a household where my dad left when I was six, so my main caregiver was my mum and she was around me all the time. So she was going to become my person who I modelled myself after. And she was so conscious not to get angry with my dad in front of his children. Like, she actually went to a lot of lengths to make it clear that we could always see my dad every other weekend and she didn't get angry about the divorce and all of the stuff that had happened publicly with us when we were young kids. She really tried hard not to. So I think I picked up her repressed rage, but I didn't witness her lose her shit very often. Got it. Hmm. It's, It's interesting and it's, it is like, it's a default for some people just to go to anger. And it, I think, again, through my kind of history, anger never got me anywhere. Like, I would get angry with the doctors when I was ill. Never got me anywhere. Got me a further kind of diagnosis or a further, like... Like, my mother was labelled manic defensive at one point because she she got angry with the doctor who was not looking after me properly. And it's just like, women get labelled when we're angry. We don't actually get validated. So I think it's another part of it and another part of the evolution. Uh, yeah, I think that part is huge. You guys... I say you guys, Mm -hmm. like, 
you don't get validated. It's like, oh, that's sweet. Right. Or, or oh, God, you're crazy. Or pro-feminists woman or like yeah. whatever. Or it's like, you're a bitch. You're just ugh, too, too, too much. much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a way, let's just make this fair. Like, you were being told you were too much too. That is true. And it is... Society doesn't know how to deal with anger because anger has so much underneath it that if we're trying to just deal with the anger on the surface, like we're not actually dealing with the rawness that's underneath it. And I think that's where we will get to during the course of this podcast. Yes. What's really underneath anger? What is the true heart of where that anger emanates from? Mm. Mm. Which is really awesome and really juicy. And it's actually much more sensitive and soft than one would expect and that's interesting because knowing you as the adult brace that you are now like i see a very gentle very soft very kind of just safe energy and it doesn't surprise me that anger was your kind of go-to as a kid Mm -hmm. because defending sensitivity requires a strategy that is equally an opposite yep to the energy of the truth. Mm-hmm. And, that's... and equal, equally an opposite and energy. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to, that was just a really good bit. I just wanted to make sure that we, mm. sorry, I interrupted your thought. Did, no, did no, you... no, that's great. No, no, no. Because I was trying to say like, it, like the more soft and sensitive and, and caring you are innately, the more loud your anger will have to be to protect that. And that's why, like, I think you were the angry kid, which makes me really sad. I love this. Well, and I have an image that keeps coming up, and it's an image that I have kept with me for a long time. So I always felt kind of like this, I don't know, I always associated my anger with like a silverback gorilla. Silverback gorillas, when they lose their stuff, (laughs) they really lose it. Right. But I had uh, a coach, my coach, tell me one time, he's like, what other attributes of the silverback are there? Because you're, you're seeing the silverback from this one side. They're this strong, powerful, just raw. It's like, yeah, okay. They're not always Kong the Destroyer. They're like, it's like Kong also loved the little... You know, this little little blonde lady that he would that he protected to the death. And so there's this extremely soft, gentle, docile side mm. to the great apes mm-hmm. as well. Mm. And that that was something that I did not need to ignore about myself. Mm. So I think that goes back to what you were saying, that there is this very strong force that anger is but then on the opposite side there's also Mm. this extreme sensitivity Mm. um that should be Mm. accepted Mm -hmm. and welcomed Mm. just as much as the the hulk Mm. you know mode and i think so often that underneath gets missed because anger is um I was going to say misused. I don't really mean that. I think the expression of anger Mm. comes out as aggression at times. Yeah. And I think instead of it being just anger and rage and like legitimate 
whatever feelings of yeah. anger, it actually comes out as aggression. And that's a, again, it's a, it's an adaptive behavior pattern. Yep. Way more commonly associated with men because, again, it's mm-hmm. a legitimized vibration in men to be aggressive. And, you know, I've seen a lot of these kind of latest, you know, workout things and, you know, maybe the CrossFit people and the people, are, and, and like actually they're being aggressive. And sometimes I just think actually it would be so much more useful if you handled your emotions rather than getting your aggression out on a medicine ball or whatever it is they do in crazy CrossFit gyms. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> You've not been to one recently. Ever. Binda. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how do I answer this? Never. Never. Okay. Never. But um, yeah, so to be, speak a little bit to aggression, if you want to, Rose, if you want to share about like any of your kind of relationship to aggression and how when you're not being clean with your anger, it can come out, the behavior can be violent in many ways. For myself, personally, and I know there have been many studies into anger and abuse and, you know, even, you know, murder and rape Mm -hmm. and how all those are expressions of forms of Mm -hmm. anger, um, based in extreme traumas Mm -hmm. from childhood, which is not excusing like the anger is acceptable. The release of that anger Mm -hmm. is unacceptable. I just want to say that right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. My anger rarely came out onto others in mm-hmm. aggressive ways. It came out onto myself. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of anger toward m- myself. Mm-hmm. I even started like hitting myself mm-hmm. out of anger because I was just like, why can't you be this? Why can't you be this over here? Why are you just such a, you know whatever label I had given myself. I would like punch my arms and my legs, leave big old brute, just so mad at myself. And this emotion moving through me, emotion, energy, and motion, I I needed to release it. And I didn't have any constructive ways of doing that. And there are constructive ways of releasing anger um, some which may feel aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you move through those, and we'll probably get into yeah. some of those yeah. in this podcast, take your time, mm-hmm. do what is most comfortable for you because mm-hmm. some of you may experience anger, but the way that you saw anger growing up mm-hmm. was released by someone else in a very mm-hmm. negative way. And that may be tough uh, for you to release anger mm. uh, in a physical manner, mm-hmm. in a physical safe manner that we're going to explain later. So just take your time. Does do what feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like when you tell me those stories. Yeah, it makes me really, really, really sad. Me, me too. Me mm. too. There was this beautiful, super talented young boy mm. that just didn't have the tools or the guidance Mm. and that's a huge reason why like doing a podcast and giving away free information isn't necessarily only for the people listening I always remember when I was training with human design um with Ra like 20 years ago he always said I'm not teaching you because 
you're the adults I'm teaching you because of the children you will go on to have and how you will parent them differently with different equipment, different knowledge, different information, different tools. And that to me is, it's part of what I feel our generation is doing um, in terms of the people that we are. We had to not have help in the beginning to find the support, to find the insights, to then be the parents of the future where the children that we have will have an entirely different infrastructure of upbringing where if you get an angry son there is no way you're going to treat him the way that you were treated and this is nothing against your parents no no they They just they didn't know anything yeah they they just didn't know and not for any shred of lack of love i mean you've spoken to me about your parents and the 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 love is just huge huge i'm extremely i'm extremely fortunate and 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 with your brothers and there's the, the love and the bond but love sometimes isn't enough you need like skills and that's a huge reason why having a podcast sharing content with people is really important uh thing for my heart and my soul because whilst my mama bear heart breaks for child brace I also know the kids that you will go on to have will just have the best dad in the world and that's thank you yeah I like to think of my future imaginary children (laughs) my future imaginary (laughs) children It's just uh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm predicting my my sanity snap yeah (laughs) it's like Oh, Brace, are you having tea time by yourself? No, 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 I'm here with my children. My imaginary children. My imaginary children. It's like, well, that is a lovely apron you're wearing. Did you pick it out? I, I get It's like, sense. no, no, no. Imaginary child did. I get the sense that you meant you're imagining your future children. Yes, yes. thank you. You're welcome. My... Um, yeah, yeah the, what she said. <laughs> yes, but they will. You have tools, which means that, oh God, parents don't get it perfect, but you will have way more bandwidth to support and nurture the the thing that is underneath the expression yeah. that is on the surface. Yeah, and and my parents had more experience than their parents did. Right. And, and then their my grandparents had more experience than their parents yeah. did. Yeah. So it's slowly... Through each generation, like slowly unwinding, slowly unwinding. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and now with myself, I'm hoping it is my plan. Mm. Well, and and so many eradicate eradicate that, and that's happening at the moment. And if anybody's sensing the kind of crazy of the world at the moment, what I know from what I'm witnessing is that there is the generational change makers are in this generation. We are the generation where we stop the the um, passing down of the generational and ancestral wounding and we actually go, mm, not not in my name. And that is a huge movement that's happening at the moment. And it's why there is an exodus to Austin and the nodes that are cropping up with people who are kind of quote-unquote conscious living. It's like this is happening and it's part of the reason why there is so much darkness as well because the darkness always tries to minimize the light hence anger trying to overcome the sensitivity it's it's always they have to exist in opposition and polarity <clears throat> are you guys ready <laughs> yeah you you like, are you guys ready strapped in and ready to lift up yes <laughs> but it's interesting as well so i think the thing that i would love to say because there it's um the expression of anger in that way because what you're talking about is actually self-harm and that yeah is 
it's it's a huge expression of anger towards self but it doesn't have to be that extreme to be anger and the thing that I really witness in particularly my clients when they tell me stories and they, they get, get into rage at points. It's like what they're demonstrating is leaky anger. So this anger that is somewhere else, like they're actually angry somewhere else, but they're getting angry. They're having road rage incidents and they're really screaming at people in, in the car instead of just like accepting that sometimes people cut them up, especially in LA. Um, <laughs> driving is crazy here. Um, but then there's the kind of like you snap at the kids because you're not you haven't dealt with the anger during the day or you get really enraged at global affairs stuff and you become a social justice warrior because you're not dealing with your own personal anger issues inside that's another way that anger can kind of manifest on the surface without it seeming like you're actually at fault or angry at all because everyone can like put up with snapping at some dude who cut them up on the freeway um but actually where's that coming from like where is it really coming from Mm. Where is it coming from? Uh, We invite our audience Mm. to look at your own life. Mm. Just right now. Just Mm. take a moment. Just reflect. One of you snapped at your child, your partner, you know. The television. the, The television, your server at a restaurant. It's like everyone's just doing the best that they can with what they have that day. It's like... Where are you, not necessarily falling short, but where are you compromising your integrity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And I feel that so much of these leaky anger situations are legitimized and we just go, oh, um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just the way... It's just the way. Somebody is or that person is or, or whatever. Mm. And... Um, but I always see it like we said to yeah. begin with it's an invitation it's like wow okay and there's no judgment there's no guilt there's no shame like if you catch yourself in a leaky anger moment having yeah. a freak out at something yeah. completely inanimate and you're kind of like losing your shit the, the, the goal isn't to then hate yourself for losing your shit at something that didn't deserve it it's to go wow wow self-reflection moment I just lost myself in a world of rage at something that was totally not worth my energy where am I really angry where am I really suffering where is where is the truth of this yeah where and it's not so much I I would say where am I really angry but where am I what is off where am I not aligning hmm does that it does and i think this is the perfect point for us to really go into the meat of anger particularly for you and you've taught me this that this has been part of my experience of witnessing you on your journey you've been the one who's kind of shown me the doorway into what truly is underneath anger what anger what is anger really so from my experience and this is something that happened through my own journey my whole life, anger has popped up. It's popped up uh, in my parents. It's popped up in me um, a lot, my whole life. And I was scrolling through Facebook, as one does. And <laughs> yes. there, are, there are a couple of really amazing coaches that I follow. And there is one gentleman. It just so happened that day 
because I was just in a really bad place. I was really angry at myself. And his little blip was on anger. So I paused and I watched it. And one of his clients was asking him what his opinion was about anger. And he said, anger is unresolved love. And then he went on to kind of explain that, but not really. And I just sat there even more upset. It's like anger is unresolved love. What does that even mean? What does that even, that doesn't connect. I, what are you saying? Mm. And all of a sudden something in my head, intuition, whatever mm. was like, you need to journal. Mm. So I started journaling just bitching and whining and complaining. And then I was like, anger is unresolved love. What does that even mean? What is that? And then all of a sudden it was like, this massive, like literally my head exploded. Mm. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. And then all this realization happened. Any time in my life that someone became angry with me Mm. or that I became angry was a time when I was trying to form an expression of love. Mm. For instance, because I know that may be confusing, Mm. I would ask a girl to dance at a dance Mm -hmm. and she would say no. Mm. And I would become angry, Mm -hmm. not at her, at Mm -hmm. myself. What's Mm -hmm. wrong with me? Mm And then I would not realize that it was like I was trying to give an expression of love Mm -hmm. by asking her to dance because dance was one of the ways that I expressed myself and my joy, which are all like joy, excitement, Mm -hmm. pleasure, all kind of aspects of love. love. And I would take that rejection as something is wrong with me because I didn't know that anger was unresolved love. So I turned it into something, either I'm ugly, uh, I said the wrong thing, I needed to justify it. And we talked about this in one of the other podcasts. Human beings, we have to justify why things happen to us Mm -hmm. in our life. And a lot of the times we justify those things the wrong way. Completely inappropriately, yeah. And so I grew up thinking that I was ugly, that I was good at these things, but not at these things that, uh, women weren't attracted to me or, or, or or whatever. So I came up with all of these reasons why, Mm -hmm. but what was actually happening is that I gave an expression that is personal to me, my Mm -hmm. personal expression of love, and it was rejected. Mm -hmm. So my love was unresolved. And what I realized is that some of my stories from when I was young, some of the stuff happened with my father, and I'll get a, a little bit personal, but I would get frustrated with myself. My dad would want to help me. I could feel him wanting to help, but he didn't know how, mm-hmm. so he couldn't, in his mind, express his love. Like he re- like his love was going to be helping me, but he didn't know how to help me, mm-hmm. and then he would become angry. angry. Because his expression of love was unresolved. He couldn't show it to me or give it to me. Yeah. And 
he would become angry and then that anger would spill out on the very thing that he really wanted to love on and help. And as a child, I was like, I'm doing something wrong. I've made dad mad, da 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 da. But it was really his own He didn't know what was happening, yeah. just like I didn't know what was happening. So he would get angry, but then he would get angry about him being angry. Yeah. So it would just compound on itself. Then he was like, oh, why? Well, you know, I'm angry now. I don't want to be angry. And then the anger would just grow and grow and grow. Well, and as a sensitive kid as well, I'm imagining that it wasn't just what he was actually saying. It was the frequency and the energy that he was holding as well. And you're picking up on all of that. And even if he says nothing, you're like... Yep, dad's mad. He's doing that thing he does when he's mad. And that just compounds inside you as well. Yeah, and then I watch him and, you know, I just repeat yeah. uh, the same thing. And so what I found is like anger, I would say nine times out of ten, unresolved love. Whether that be for yourself, for some, uh, expressing it to someone else, expressing it to yourself, mm-hmm. or not being able to express it, or not knowing how to express it, mm-hmm. or thinking that the way you are expressing it is wrong, mm-hmm. and that it should have been expressed different. And because mm-hmm. it wasn't ex- received by someone else, mm-hmm. that there is something wrong with you. And it, mm-hmm. it's just this cycle just happens. I don't know if I'm explaining this. No, that was brilliant. And properly. just to bring it into some practical things as well. Um, demystify the word love a little bit. Um, just, I will demystify yeah, the please. word love a little bit. Um, and I, I hope you, you don't mind me sharing this. No, not at all. The podcast, if you you want me to, but I've watched you evolve around that revelation. Like I spoke to you the day after you'd had it. Almost. Oh yeah, and it was. It, massive. It was massive. And it was very early into us knowing each other, but it wasn't before I'd got to know the angry side of you. Um, and not at me, to, to be very clear, at yourself, um, particularly because we were in a learning environment and you just got really mad at yourself that you weren't getting it in week one. And I was like, dude, like, <laughs> dude. But let me be really clear about that. Now I watch you in your process and I watch... Not so much anger, although sometimes it is there, but it's often frustration now. Mm, mm, yeah. um, but when it comes up for you most is either when you're trying to find something for me, like you did it twice today. I asked you two questions and you couldn't find it quickly and you just went into this little, mm, why isn't it going, mm, why isn't it where? Because you wanted to give something to me that I'd asked you. Right, which is an expression of love so for me. But also yeah. as a coach, I watch you step into this place of frustration around some of your coaching and your clients because you actually you are so compassionate about the clients that you have and carry with you and it feels like when I watch you because we discuss cases and we discuss people and it feels like when I watch you try and get your head around um the next step with someone or like seeing into the patterns behind someone you get frustrated at yourself because you're like all I want is the best for this person and all I want to do is give them everything that I've got inside me so that they get the, the, the what they need from within themselves to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I watch you get frustrated with yourself about it. So it isn't just like love and families and all that kind of stuff. It's whenever you're trying to give into the world and whenever you're trying to express into the world in a way that comes from your heart and then you either feel like you are not getting it across well, it's not received well, or something is getting lost in translation, or it's rejected, flat out rejected. That's when, for certain people certainly, there is this um, deep anger that comes and this deep 
all I want to do is love and all I get is rejection type energy. Yeah. Or the complete opposite of that. It's like, all I want is love from mom, from oh, dad. Yes. And you're, you're not getting yes. the type of love that you need. Mm-hmm. And that need of love is also unresolved. Oh, yes. And in that unresolved, there is just anger that builds. It's like, mm. you know, for some of you out there, maybe mom or dad was never there, never mm. available. All you wanted was just a little bit of Mm. time and tension, which equals love Love. Mm. from them, Mm. never got that. And now you are so pissed off at mom or dad. Or you've bypassed a little bit because it's very difficult to get truly rageful with your parents unless they've done something super bad. Bad. So you're like in victim mode, you're mad at the universe, you're mad at God, you're mad at somebody who you believe has designed your life, whichever deity or whatever belief system you have. Mm -hmm. And you just step into this, I'm so angry at the universe. And that is victim consciousness. That is playing as if anything was wrong in your historic existence. And that again is legitimized way more than being like mad angry at your mom, like actually raging at the universe. Like we, yeah, like, it's yes, like, I allowed. needed this from you. Right. I needed that love mm. action or circumstance to come up and you didn't give it to me or mm. maybe I'm not good enough to receive your love. Ooh, that's one. Yeah. And it turns into anger and rage mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. Uh, if it goes unprocessed. Mm-hmm. There, there's just so many ways that it transmutes and mm-hmm. so many ways that it manifests. Mm-hmm. Well, and just to speak to anyone out there who is a human design person and understands when we say manifestors, and you don't need to, this is going to be a sentence, so you don't need to turn off, but your anger will manifest in the way that your design is built, not just, oh, I'm a manifestor, therefore I'm angry. And I could look at Brace's chart and actually understand quite well why his little house of cards fell in its way. Other manifestors I know, the anger will fall in a different way. Mm. And that's a lot to do with not just your design, but also the, your upbringing, the surrounding circumstances and all of that. But it is myriad. The anger is so pernicious because it just transforms into other things if we feel like we can't actually express the anger and therefore will come out in other ways, um, which can be very easily legitimized. And that's the problem because somewhere underneath anger is when we say unresolved love, it really is deep pain. That's the worst thing in the world to do to someone is to not ha- not allow them to have the love that they are and they deserve. And then to not receive their expression of love. Like it's, it, it's um, because love is the essence of who we are as human beings, we're right at the core wounding here. We're right at the crux of, if your love is not being met or you're not being given love you're literally being demonized by your fellow humans you're being told you're less than human because you're not love Mm. it's huge it's absolutely huge yeah it was the day i had that Mm. revelation just so much made sense in my life yeah why anger had been such a big part of it how i had interpreted situations and circumstances from my past Mm. completely shifted because I understood so much before it was just I'm just angry Mm -hmm. that's what I am Mm -hmm. and then it was like holy shit that's not what I am Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is literally 
time and 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 time again, it was this version of some sort of unresolved love. And I was like, no wonder. Had I known all of that back then, I could have literally paused, stopped in the moment and been like, wow, okay, I see what is happening here. And being able to understand why I felt like a crazy person my whole life, finally having that understanding, dude, I, I like broke. I, I cried and cried and cried. And it was just this huge release. And I just cried in my wife's arms. And she just patiently, thank you, love, patiently just... Let me do that. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a partner that you can just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry in their arms. Um... You're safe to do it on your own. You'll be fine. You just need to self-soothe yeah. afterwards. That's the key of having... Because I think the magic of you and your wife is there is a such a deep, completely resolved, completely met love in that relationship, mm. which means that when you were going through all of that, to have your love then come out through the tears, through the emotion, through the softness and the finally cracking into the, the deeper vulnerability probably than you've ever shown her before. Having her there to just meet you with complete and, you know, open love is was your medicine, absolutely your medicine. Yeah, because in those tears, there was just all this forgiveness mm. that I was giving myself. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness for not just myself, but for my parents for friends for like teachers that I had held grudges against like all just so much made sense to me Mm. and it's such at the core of so many misunderstandings Mm -hmm. so many arguments so Mm. many like frustrations and it's just like a million billion trillion things were just very much made clear and I understood why all of these things happened why I was the way that I was mm. well, and it and was like it actually like, meant that I had a, this massive heart that's where I was going it's like you got to lay down the costume of anger and really truly identify with the actual you that was underneath the person who'd been wearing the costume for forever yeah. and it like actually you seeing yourself for the first time. And I know that I saw you from the very first moment we met. I'm pretty sure that your wife did, but like, I also knew that you hadn't seen you yet. Mm. And I, I knew when I spoke to you the day after, or I think pretty much was the day after you'd had this whole process go on. You were like a different person. You'd found, Oh yeah. it's like you found your heart. And it's not that it wasn't there, it's not that you weren't a massively compassionate person, but it was like you actually finally let go of this um, shroud of, but I'm not good enough because I've got this angry bit of me, I've got this demon that I have to, I don't want to be anymore. And that's the bit that you let go of. But in letting go of it, you found like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You found the you that was there underneath all the time. He was unveiled. He was. Oh, yes. I love yeah. that. Well, thank you for saying that. No, it, um, it was uh, a huge moment and so much made sense. And then my anger wasn't like you were saying, like this demon, like this thing I had to get, get rid of. Rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like absolutely essential. Anger is built into our DNA. It is be. there to activate us. Mm. And, you know, when... Well, going back to 
gorillas and like his anger is a protective thing going back to the masculine and feminine dynamics anger and even legitimized aggression at times is exactly what you need to defend the tribe it's like you have to uh, it's like essential essential for survival absolutely and like so we have conversations where you're like you know you, you would defend me against anyone coming in and trying to hurt me and all that kind of stuff mm. because like <laughs> <laughs> with my big muscles yeah. <laughs> you think you need to get to the crossfit gym in order to get those. where's my where's my medicine ball <laughs> oh, funny it's over there in the corner yeah it's, it's good over there it's, yeah it's too heavy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean there is this um anger isn't the negative what we do with it, what we feel about ourselves because yeah. of it, how we use it, how we don't use it, and how we repress it, that's the complexity. Yeah, yeah. anger is a, is a powerful energy. It's a powerful emotion, and it is it is designed to be powerful mm-hmm. to get your attention. Mm. Mm. And Love once that. it has your attention, it is up to you as the individual to mm. be like, okay, my attention has been got. <laughs> Now, now I get to, now that you're aware, you get to make the choice. Yes. And we're not going to just leave you with, oh, make a different choice. We will give you some practical stuff because when I was like thinking about this, I was thinking, well, this is not something I overly relate to in terms of like anger as a thing, but it's the same as anything that is there to get your attention. What it's calling for is attention. Mm-hmm. It actually wants you to notice it and it wants you to figure out where are you misaligned. So the first step for how to deal with anger is when it comes up, as you were saying, invite yourself to have that pause. Like give yourself the grace of feeling rage and having even a hair's breadth of a minute just to go, oh, interesting. Yeah, your anger is okay. I'm not saying once it comes up, you need to figure out how to put it out. Let it run its course Mm. in a healthy way. So continue to be in integrity Mm. with with yourself. And by that, I mean, be honest, open with yourself. Allow those emotions to flow. Because as soon as you start to try to push them down or away, they're going to just scream louder Well, and and the same thing as we were talking about in trauma. Like this, this, the... Often the event is not enough. It's the event plus the guilt and the shame and the judgment that we lay on top of it. Same with anger. Like if that anger comes up, a lot of your problem, I'm betting, was like you get that first whiff of, oh, I've gone into an angry space and you're instantly in, oh, shit, I need to hide myself. I need to not be around people because I'm just going to go into a rage. I remember you saying to me once at some point, you know, I don't want to be angry with you. It's like, I know you're not angry with me. Just be angry. And it's like this whole kind of like... All this, all this stuff that came, yeah, that came with it. It's like, no, this is not okay. This is not okay. It's like, no, anger is okay. What you do with the anger is most of the time time not okay. okay. Unless it activates you into a positive, uh, 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 outward expression of stuff. Thank you. Yes. And, And so we get to like notice and work out your why. And the one thing I'd say about working out your why is if you can't do it in the moment of rage or anger or whatever you're labeling it, that's perfectly normal because your biochemistry yep. is literally focused in like pursue, kill, defeat, 
rage, whatever. Yeah. So it isn't like you absolutely 100% need to work out the reason why. In that moment. In that second. And it's like, Because oh you're not God. thinking clearly. And next no. time you go into anger and you've listened to this podcast, you'll be like, oh my God, unresolved love? What? Where? Where's my... Don't do it. Like, just, you're not thinking clearly. You're in anger. So be in anger. But be in anger with compassion and forgiveness and openness and spaciousness for that rageful demon inside you that feels angry. The more space you can give the anger, the healthier you will feel about it. And it Mm. isn't about having any second or third or fourth thoughts about the anger. Thank you, Terry Pratchett. Well done, anyone out there who got that reference. It's very much to do with um, actually just being in the emotion, recognizing it, feeling it, loving oneself through it. Mm -hmm. And maybe after the event, and we'll talk about the event and release in a second, but maybe after the event, you can journal, you can sit and you can cogitate on, okay, so that really came up for me then. Where am I feeling like my outward expression is either not being met or somebody isn't giving me the expression of love that I need? Yeah. Like when I I had that realization, I was angry from the night before I barely slept that night. So it took like 12, 13 hours as I moved through my process, mm-hmm. knowing as much as I already did, yeah. you know, so give yourself a break, yeah, everybody yeah, out yeah. there, um, to allow that mm. emotion to come to a point where it was a little bit more calm Mm -hmm. and I was thinking a little bit more clearly but it was still there and it still needed to move Mm. like that that energy needed to move and Mm. in that moment my outlet was just journaling and thinking it out because that's what worked for me for other people it may be doing a primal scream like literally grabbing a pillow and into that pillow. And the only thing I'd say about that is that I love Primal Scream and there's always a role for it. But what I would say is that sometimes there's not enough cognition around it. So that's a release of rage for rage's sake, a release of anger for anger's sake. And sometimes that's the perfect way to dissipate it. Yeah. And yeah, that is an exercise to dissipate it. Um, we have same thing kind with of punching like, bags and stuff like that. Same thing yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like going and hitting the gym really hard, and, or going for running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that doesn't have words can be useful to metabolize the feeling from a biochemical perspective. Yeah, but it probably won't help you get to what was underneath the anger. It might dissipate some of the frequency yeah. from the top, and that's sometimes super useful because it gets all that froth off. Yes, and you have to get the froth off. Yes. You have to come back into what we call the, or and what we've been taught, like the window of tolerance. So mm-hmm. there's an area, and I'm going to kind of go off a little bit, but I think it's important. There is a, a window where we're thinking cognitively, where we're logical, where we can take in new information and make new decisions or or however um so it's it's the same it's the same space yeah and it's the space where we're actually um cleanly and clearly seeing the reality rather than operating from a place of tension And, and that place is the only place from which true inspiration insights revelations are made insights but like if you if you can't get into your window of tolerance and you're writing from rage in your journal have at it like Mm -hmm. release writing just write super fast all the swear words that you can scratch the page make it illegible get the some of that tension out and you'll be surprised at what you 
see and learn and understand even when you're not in your window of tolerance like we don't have to be super regulated like this is yes regulation is a nice thing to have but if you're dealing with a huge anger that's a specific one that's repeated over time i doubt you sat down into that journaling experience and were like oh i'm now i'm within my window of tolerance no no no. i was still pissed off and it was it was literally the writing and i'm glad you said that that kind of calmed me down just enough for that revelation to, to, to come to in. in yeah and it's so i throughout my illness throughout the times when i was in hospitals for yeah you know, you're i'm next, sure your store anger story is way different than mine well yeah but again i wasn't really accessing anger but i was mm. journaling mm. and so i would um i'm gonna have to release my memoir at some point because my journals from the time when i was in one of my hospitals they are exquisitely written i started typing blogs so that other people could read them so it's a time when i wasn't allowed to see my family um and it, i was updating them via these blogs and the the stories are ridiculous and it the way i've written is very eloquent and very kind of well-observed british judgmentation and that's another thing to just very quickly mention the cultural differences so i'm i'm very british like there's this kind of like one does not raise one's temperature above this point in terms of emotional content because we keep everything under wraps and we're very victorian still there's still that essence of stuff Mm. but journaling for me got me through those moments of emotion when i could i wasn't allowed to talk to anybody if i'd have had like a primal scream event in one of my hospitals like (laughs) <laughs> shit would have gone down they would have literally ah. I'd have been like put in a straitjacket probably and medicated so I had to find another way and it was super effective I would journal when I was in pain I would journal when I was sad I would journal when I was really angry at the stupidity that I was seeing around me um, and I don't think I was in my window of tolerance for a decade like I swear mm. I wasn't but I bounced in and into resolution through writing and through that one medium because it was the only tool I had. And I have had a lot of um, chronically ill patients and coaching clients in my life. And I can't get them to do... Um, I've, had, I've got immobile clients and people who are wheelchair-bound or bed-bound. And I can't get them to, like, smash pillows and go and do a CrossFit workout. Sometimes the only release we have is minor shaking of the hands. That's all we can get people to do. And that works. And sometimes just the act of journaling... And if people can't write, I've got somebody with like carpal tunnel stuff and they can't do the writing, voice journal, talk into a voice notes app as if you're keeping a record and getting it out of you. Because the one thing to say is it's far healthier to get it out of you in all of these ways that we've mentioned than hitting yourself, hitting somebody else, snapping at your child, getting into a road rage incident on the freeways. Like there's, there's, there's always a reason to express and not recycle. Sorry, I, I went off on a massive time. No, no, no. That's all that was excellent. Thank you. Now, where do we go from here? <laughs> I, to be honest, I feel that I hope that we have offered a window into anger that has allowed people a different perspective today. Because I think particularly in men, anger gets a really bad reputation as they're, they're unregulated and they need to keep themselves in check and they need to not be so aggressive and they need to not be xyz and that upsets me from a societal level from a masculine feminine archetypes level from all the levels it's like anger is so powerful and i've watched um like i was saying i've watched your anger change over time and become actually a really powerful force for you a really supportive energy and a real 
And I've seen you in emotionally low spaces since I've been here. And you weren't defaulting into anger. That was not where you were going. It wasn't there. And that just shows that when you make friends with your anger and all of the past experiences that you've had that have given you a sort of slightly strangulated relationship with your anger, the difference that's possible is enormous. And I feel like just following the steps that we've shared in this podcast might help people, should, hopefully will help people who've got a relationship with anger that is anything less than, okay, this is a really legitimate, valid emotion that needs ex- expressing in the right way. Mm. Mm. Well, for those people out there who may not like to journal, yes. what are some other things that they could do to help figure out what, what it is, what it is wh- 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 where is this anger stemming from? So I always say to my clients who don't love journaling, and there's many, um, that wherever you think best is where to be. So some people think best when they're walking outside in nature. So I say, like, get your anger out through any kind of primal scream, have a temper tantrum technique thing, whatever it is, like do that bit, and then go and intentionally go for a walk without other stimulus you're not listening to a podcast you're not like whatever um and actually get that space some people love being in water so they will go for a swim in the local swimming pool or or just have a shower just literally stand Mm. underwater and allow flow from an external element whether that's wind or water to allow the emotions to be liberated but also just set the intention of understanding what was beneath the anger and wait. The universe and your cognition, like your body's not trying to keep secrets from you. It wants you to know, otherwise it wouldn't have got you into the angry space in the first place. What's frustrating you from getting to the answers is your judgment, criticism, like confusion, self-hatred that's in the way. But if you delete that and you kind of work your way through compassion and forgiveness around that, your body's literally wanting you to know why that anger is there. So just ask. Yeah. Yeah, definitely there's the release in a positive way, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that means for you, mm-hmm. whether it be writing or some sort of a physical exercise or, you know, primal scream or temper tantrum technique, which mm-hmm. is a whole very specific technique. Don't just go and have a temper tantrum it's, in the middle, in the middle of the mall. It's probably Googleable, but we will talk about it at some point. Yeah. Um, and then get to a point of regulation where you can actually think about everything that you've experienced mm. and, uh, and then then you're able to kind of do that redefine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and just to say as well so you're you're someone who has anger in your life yes. right not you one is um if after listening to all of this the very next thing you actually do is you go and you snap at your kids or you have road rage or you start beating yourself up because you get like there's a really good word in the English language and it's called sorry so if you make a mistake and your anger allows you to do something that you feel bad for just go and apologize yeah like the the magic that's done with the word I am so sorry that was all about me and not about you and I'm so sorry that I took that out on you is literally healing if you snapped at your child, your partner, your colleagues at work. Mm -hmm. It's not weakness to admit that you made a mistake. And it also stops the pattern from happening 100% in the next generation. Yeah, 100%. So does that feel complete for today? (laughs) 
I'd say complete enough. <laughs> I'd say complete enough. I, I literally could talk about this topic I forever and ever, like... and ever. And there's so many layers that we haven't been able to, to hit up on. But I hope it has brought some clarity mm. and some peace to mm. people out there who may be struggling with some of mm. with some of this mm. and and thank you so much for sharing your experience so directly Bryce it isn't always easy to talk about ourselves particularly as like the work we do as coaches we we are coaches like we like to set ourselves up as being people who can help people through this but that's not the way either of us approach the way we show up in the world like we are real human beings and you sharing your story today i know will help people listening to actually understand so much more about themselves and allow them to forgive themselves as you found forgiveness for yourself. Yeah. Unresolved love, guys. Like, find out. And that has so many ways of showing up. Mm. That that would be my thing. If you're, if you're really interested in looking and figuring out, why am I so angry? Why am I so angry? Figure out where some unresolved love is happening, mm. whether it be you need it from someone and it's mm. not coming, mm. uh, whether you are trying to give it and it's being rejected. Mm. And um, I would also say that like this stuff, as I was saying earlier, it's it. this is core wound level stuff. This is really, really close to people's hearts. So if you feel like you're stuck in this, don't do this alone. Reach out to us, reach out to a coach, reach out to someone who can help you have perspective, but also who can hold that space for you, not only to release the anger as a secondary, but actually to get into it in the first place and to really own that it's part of you and to then move through all the things that you need to. Yeah. It's not something to get rid of or cut out. Yeah. It's not a tumor. It is a ally and uh, a very essential part of the way that we are made mm. Mm. and it's never going to go away but we can process it so much more efficiently mm. and make it literally can become a, a very good teacher and an ally can be an ally in your life yep so if you'd like to reach out to us just email podcast at unveilenterprises.com we're both on the socials that those tags will be in the show notes like subscribe share if you think anybody would get value from our podcast please share it around we would love to have more of you along for the journey with us which for us is only just beginning and we're super excited about but i know that the people listening will will get value from being along the ride with us i love it Mm -hmm. but for now i am brace harris and i am victoria fenton and we are unveiled